Still worried about Billy Napier's recruiting skill? Hmm, I'm not. Let's get into it. Only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all my written work with the whole nine sports and GiantsCountryVSI.com. Before getting into today's content, just ask you a like, subscribe, leave a comment, review, Whatever it is, just help me make the show better. Thank you. Getting into today's content, we're focusing on the offensive line today because, um, look, it, it's been a fun recruiting time, and it's especially fun that I know a lot a lot of listeners just a month ago, less than a month ago, were, oh my god, the sky's falling. There's only one commit in the class. Hmm. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna look at that now. Bryce Lovett committed on Monday. Obviously, yesterday's episode is about scheme, so we didn't talk about it, but we will talk about it today. So Bryce Lovett committed to Florida over Missouri, Iowa State, and Louisville on Monday again. Uh, six foot five, three hundred thirty pound, three star offensive tackle out of Rockledge, Florida. And we had John Garcia here last week, who will be here tomorrow, by the way. We had John Garcia here last week to talk about Bryce Lovett, and here's what he had to say. Look, I think the Gators handled this thing the right way. You know, he's always been interested. It's the only in-state school we're talking about for the Rockledge High School native. Um, And I think the Gators were meticulous with this scholarship offer. He visited a couple times, kind of showed interest on his end. And then the Gators found enough to pull the trigger with a scholarship offer. He's, look, he's a nasty offensive lineman, a little bit raw, but has you know the physical foundation to be an inside or outside contributor at the next level. So Florida evaluates him, eventually offers uh, at the offensive line position, uh, and then he takes another visit, right? And none of them are official visits. Uh, and then he's got this top four, but he sets an official visit to Florida for June, even though he's committing in May. So, look, I, I think that timeline tells you about all you need to know uh, about Lovett's recruitment. That wasn't the only Gators commit to talk about. We had Nigeria Harris. He committed to Florida over Alabama, Texas A&M, Miami, uh, Michigan State. And there were two more schools that I forget off the top of my head, but it was, it was a, lot of, a lot of schools in the final decision there. Um, but a 6'3", 335-pound four-star interior offensive lineman out of IMG Academy, which makes him the second IMG commit to the Florida Gators, second under Billy Napier, breaking the IMG curse with Kamari Wilson this past signing day, and then just furthering that uh, hopefully hopeful pipeline that Florida is going to have at IMG. And we also had John Garcia here last week to talk about him, and here's what he had to say about Nigeria Harris. Yeah, that's really where he fits best. Harris, you know, he's at IMG Academy. So first and foremost, you know, not only is he playing elite competition every moment that he's there, whether it's in the weight room, on the field, on the whiteboard, whatever it is, but you know, he's going to play in his projected position because most players like him, if he's at any other school, he's going to be the left tackle because, you know, he's 6'4", 305, whatever it is, and he's going to be the best offensive lineman on the team. So his coach is going to bump him to left tackle and say, hey, 
protect my quarterback's blind side. Thanks so much. Good luck with recruiting. But at IMG, because there's so much talent around the entire roster, Harris plays inside uh, where he really shines as a physical point of attack blocker, uh, really specializes with his movement skills and in the run game, uh, which in a wide zone scheme, I mean, just watch Louisiana last year. They want to establish the run and they come at you right downhill. Not a whole lot of wasted movement or lateral movement in that offense. So I think that's where Harris is, is really a nice fit for what Billy Napier and company want to do offensively. Uh, he stays on a low plane. I mentioned his footwork is, is really solid for a kid over 300 pounds. You know, we were at his uh, IMG had like a pro day workout a couple months back uh, where the whole team was was competing and running the L drills, all the athletic testing. And then they did some individual drills. And I was really impressed with Harris. I could not believe how, how nimble he was relative to his frame because he's one of these guys that is 300 pounds, but he might look heavier with, with how he carries it. So I, I was really surprised to see how nimble he was in the footwork department. Uh, he can he can get to the second level. He can kick out block. And he can redirect for a, a kid his size, which is really impressive in the run blocking front. I think his pass protection probably has a bit of a ways to go uh, going forward. Uh, but you, you can you can retract some nasty from a prospect. It's hard to create it uh, up front uh, as a blocker. So even as a an aggressive, lengthy, powerful guy, you can you can dial some of that back and create a little bit more consistency with the pass protection. But of course, we'll see that you know when he's a senior at IMG this fall this now gives the florida gators the university of florida gators of gainesville the 30th overall class in the nation according to 24 7 and look i am I'm, I'm not gonna be like woo 30 no but but 30 it's, it's not amazing but also don't forget just a month ago like i already mentioned a month ago, it was the skies falling. We have one commit, and it's Aaron Gates, and he committed in August of 2021. It wasn't even a Napier commit. Napier sucks at recruiting. He's Dan Mullen. He's worse than Dan Mullen. And then things change. You know, message boards, social media, y'all were going crazy about how poor of a recruiting job it's been in Gainesville. But how about that? Things changed, okay? Billy Napier has done a fantastic job of adding talent. And like he's been saying, it's a talent acquisition business. And his assistant coaches have been going far and wide for these recruits, not even commits, been going for these recruits. And Florida is going to keep piling up. I know that the spring game came and went and we didn't have any big recruits come in. And it was like, oh, wow, maybe they're not as good as, as we think they are. They're not doing as good of a job as we think they're doing. Um, but that seems to be changing right now. And again, I've been saying until the letter of intent gets signed, nothing's set in stone, but having a commit this early, especially with someone like, like Bryce Harris, who committed and already had a visit scheduled for, I believe June 3rd, he's coming out to Gainesville. He already had that scheduled prior to his commitment date. Um, and John Garcia mentioned it last week where he's like, that's a pretty that's a pretty obvious sign of where he's going. Like if you have a commitment date set for May 16th and you have a visit set to one of those final schools set for June 3rd, you're, uh, you're, you're probably committing to that school that you're visiting on June 3rd. So, so there's that in Billy Napier, the recruiting class has been built up, but we're going to take a look further at Bryce Lovett and Nigeria Harris and kind of see how they can make an early impact 
on the Florida Gators football team as far as next year or as soon as next year. But first, let's talk to you guys about Built Bar because it's time to get in shape. It is sunny out and it is hot out. I'm I'm dying over here. So I I need to get in I need to get in physically fit shape. It's summertime. It, it's summer bod time built bar you can help me do that 130 calories just four net carbs coated in 100 chocolate 17 grams of protein and they got these built puffs which again like i told you yesterday like I, i've been eating them every single day as my midday snack they are phenomenal like i almost dropped an f-bomb just now and changed it to phenomenal that's how good they are like they are just delicious amazing fantastic it's birthday cake flavored built puffs and they are to die for i mean not literally please don't kill me for them but but they are delicious and i will fight you for them i'll I'll say that much about them but to just make sure check out locked 15 is the promo code get 15 percent off of your next order with built or builtbar.com thanks again for making lockdown gators your first listen of the day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts we're talking about the early impact that bryce lovett and nigeria harris could have with the florida gators so just looking at the Florida Gators for the 2022 season, again, these are both 2023 commits, but looking at the Florida Gators for the 2022 season, we've got Richard Garage, Ethan White, and Osiris Torrance are all projected starters. I'm not going to nail anything in. I'm not going to tattoo it, but projected starters, three of them, uh, they're all seniors right now. Richard Garage is a redshirt senior, so they're all seniors, um, which means that they're, they're done. I don't think that... Uh, I don't think they'll need that COVID eligibility year. I think they'll all go to the NFL draft and probably get drafted at that latest day three. Um, so I don't think that they'll be in Gainesville next year. The other two projected starting offensive linemen, and I'm going according to our lads for this. I'm not I'm not going based on my opinion. I'm going on the people that do this. Uh, are Kingsley Aguacoon and Michael Tarkin. Both of them are redshirt juniors, which means they've been in college for four years. They are they are draft eligible. They could declare. I think Kingsley's gone. I think Kingsley is a very talented center. Aside from that, like Kentucky game where he struggled a lot with just, just snaps and not being able to hear things. But again, that's Dan Mullen's fault for not changing to a silent snap count earlier in the game and letting all of those penalties happen. So I think Kingsley will be gone. Maybe we'll have Michael Tarkin back. Maybe we won't. Behind them, there are a few names that people. Gators fans expect to start like Austin Barber, the offensive tackle, who, if you listen to the Princely Uman Mialin interview that I had a few a month or two ago, uh, he said, I, I was like, pick one offensive tackle who's improved the most from last season, or one offensive lineman who's improved the most since last season. And he said Austin Barber. He was like, he's like, once Austin Barber gets the playbook down, he he's gonna be great. Like, like, he's going to be a very talented offensive lineman. Uh, so, Austin Barber. Cameron Waits, who we've all been hyping up since Louisiana. He committed from Louisiana. He came over with Billy Napier and with, with that coaching staff. Richie Leonard and Josh Braun. But realistically, even with those four names, there's five offensive line spots. Even with those four names, it's going to be a wide-open competition in 2023 where guys like Bryce Lovett and Nigeria Harris could at least compete for playing time there. The 2022 recruiting class has David Connor, uh, Jalen Farmer, Christian Williams, and Jordan Herman all coming in this. I mean, David Connor is, is 
early already there. He's an early enrollee. Everybody else is going to be on campus shortly. Um, so so they're all going to be in that competition in 2023 as well. There's a lot of bodies on this offensive line. Florida wants to add more from Rob Sales, an O-line coach. Billy Napier is an O-line focused guy. This is a lot of attention on this offensive line, which is something that we I mean, we haven't seen in Gainesville, really. It's been who needs who needs attention on the offensive line? Just get the ball out quick. Just give it to Damian Pearson. He'll plow through defenders anyway. Who cares about the offensive line? Um, so so there's that. But I guess that out of Nigeria Harris and Bryce Lovett, Harris is probably more likely to compete early on than Bryce Lovett. Obviously, like I mean, you could just be like, oh, well, one's a four-star, one's a three-star. But that's not even the uh, approach that I'm taking with it. Um, it's likely that in 2023, there will be two new starting guards for the Florida Gators in Ethan White and Osiris Torrance, both gone. Uh, so there's likely to be two new starting guards for the Florida Gators tackle likely one open spot. Again, like we're expecting it to be Austin Barber and Cameron Waits. We can, I mean, we could we could assume one of those guys will take a starting job, even though we're kind of projecting that Austin Barber and Cameron Waits will win their jobs. Austin at left, Cameron Waits at right tackle. And at guard, there's Josh Braun, who we all expect to start next year. But then, it, then it's open. Um, so that's what I mean. Where I mean, obviously, uh, Nigeria Harris is the higher-ranked player. He is a guard. Uh and that, that kind of gives him the leg up for me for who's going to compete earlier because you're looking at Nigeria Harris who could play guard and there's there's one guard that we kind of have penciled in for next year. But there's two spots that are going to be open. Everything else is going to be an open competition. We're at tackle where Bryce Lovett plays. Uh, so again, also, these guys are not competing for the same spot. One's a guard, one's a tackle. So they're not competing for that spot. But where Bryce Lovett plays tackle... Austin Barber and Cameron Waits are waiting, there we go, in the wings uh, to, to kind of take over that spot. So there's one guard spot that's completely vacant right now. And again, like the way that I look at this is looking at 2023, exclusively 2023, it's, it's clear that at the very worst in 2023, they're depth. You know, they could start, they could not start, they can compete for a starting spot, they could not compete for a starting spot, whatever it might be. Th- that's irrelevant right now. 2023 is a year where it doesn't matter for them. They could redshirt if they're not starting. It doesn't even matter about that. So I, I, I think that when we look at this and we look at, you know, they're playing guard, they're playing tackle. Could they contribute early? Could they not contribute early? At the very absolute worst case scenario, they are providing depth along the offensive line. And that's something that you will never scoff at. You will never look down at and you will always appreciate so I, I think that Nigeria Harris and Bryce Lovett early on could contribute, maybe get actual playing time. Again, Nigeria Harris is more likely to get it than Bryce Lovett. But again, they could be depth at the absolute worst early on in their time in Gainesville. But we're about to take a, a, a broader stroke look at, the, at these commitments and kind of see how they could impact the Gators long term. But first, I'm going to talk to you guys about Rock Auto because today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need, and you always get those questions of, is it an EX, an LX, uh, an FX, an MX? I don't know, dude. I I, I just, I, I frankly, I don't know. And you got to wait while the person behind the counter orders their, or orders your parts on their computer. 
from their brand that they use that's more expensive than you would get if you just did it yourself. You're essentially just paying them to Google for you. Um, but why do you have to Google at all? You just get a rock auto. Like it, It's incredibly easy to use. I can use it. And like I've said, I don't know Jack Diddley squat about cars. You can go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know exactly who sent you with amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about the long-term impacts that Nigeria Harris, the four-star interior offensive lineman that committed to Florida roughly two weeks ago, or a week and a half, two and a half weeks ago, um, to play for the Florida Gators in 2023, four-star out of IMG. And then there's also... This past Monday, we had Bryce Lovett commit the three-star offensive tackle out of Bradenton, which I mean, I'm 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 not going to hate on it. <laughs> that, that's not going to be a complaint you're getting from me. But we're going to look at their long-term impacts. I know that a lot of people are like, "Oh, a three-star, who cares?" I I do. Okay, I want to add talent. I don't care about your stars. If you can get developed and you can become a good player, who cares what your stars were? Cooper Cup was, I think, a, a two-star recruit so i don't care about your stars it's just it, like it's fun to talk about and it helps the rankings and the rank and the rankings kind of matter but uh long-term stars uh star, stars don't to me but looking at who could they help get us because when we had john garcia here last week we were talking about arch manning and we were saying could arch manning kind of kind of lead to other players committing to florida could, could we get other players to gainesville because Arch Manning and because of Arch Manning's presence? And the short answer? Yes, other players will want to come play with them. But then we also have to look at a different side, because we talked about, you know, Arch Manning's teammates at uh, Isidore Newman. Could, could they come over just to just to be teammates and just to be teammates again? Um, then we're looking at our guys now that we have, which is Nigeria Harris and Bryce Lovett, the focal points of this episode. 2023 teammates for Nigeria Harris this is IMG, baby. So the 2023 recruits that are on his team right now, five-star offensive tackle, Frank, Francis Maui Goa, five-star athlete, Samuel Mpemba, four-star receiver, Carnell Tate, four-star defensive lineman, Will Norman, four-star linebacker, Jordan Hall, four-star edge, Cameron Lenhart, four-star wide receiver, Devin Hyatt, three-star interior offensive lineman, Jordan Church, and three-star quarterback, Parker Lace. Now let's look at 2024, because we're looking at long-term impacts. 2024, IMG has nine of the top 20 Florida high school players, according to 24-7. Nine out of the top 20. That's 45% of the top 20 players out of high school, or in the state of Florida out of high school in 2024, according to 24-7, are from IMG Academy. Teammates with Nigeria Harris. Some of them were teammates with Kamari Wilson, who is the five-star safety that committed to Florida and the sign of Florida this year. He's there. He's on campus already. He's doing his thing. And Kamari Wilson kind of started it. Obviously, he broke the IMG curse for Florida. He, he was that dude for us. And he kind of started it where he said pretty much from the jump, he's like, I want to make it so Florida gets more IMG kids. And he's doing that. Nigeria Harris is here. And obviously, Kamari Wilson's not getting all the credit, but he deserves some. I'm sure he had an ear. I'm sure he had Nigeria Harris's ear, and he was like, hey, man, like 
this is pretty dope. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure Kamari Wilson, have, but Kamari Wilson and Najee Harris have both made it clear also they want to have IMG Academy run through the University of Florida. That is amazing. Expect Florida to have a chance at pretty much all of these names that they want to. We've, we know that they've had a few in for visits. They've gone to visit some of these guys. They've seen them at camps. They've done these things. They've been in contact with a lot of players. Expect that to continue because Billy Napier has also said, if we want to win the recruiting battle, we have to win Florida. We have to win IMG. We have to do that. And that's what they're going to try to do with Kamari Wilson and Nigeria Harris. And looking at Bryce Lovett, smaller school, not as, um, not, it's not an NFL factory like IMG Academy, but Bryce Lovett has a three-star wide receiver teammate in the 2023 class named Edward Combs. To my knowledge, Florida hasn't been in contact with him. That could always change. But also Florida has two 2023 commits that are receivers. One's an athlete that could play both sides of the ball and then two offensive linemen. So not sure how that'll work in terms of getting a receiver. But in 2024, Bradenton also has a four-star safety, Jalen Hayward, that again, it was or is right now teammates with Bryce Lovett, who just committed to the Florida Gators. So if the strategy for Florida is to get a pipeline through these schools also and, and just get in touch, like if we get a player from Bradenton, like Bryce Lovett, then we want to keep getting players from Bradenton. You know, we want we want to get 2024 uh, safety Jalen Hayward. We want to get him four-star. If we do, then guess what? He's going to push for 2025 kids and kind of build that pipeline and make it easier to recruit on this coaching staff. To recap, this Florida 2023 recruiting class, again, two months ago, had one commit, and it was Aaron Gates who committed in August of 2021. So he's a Dan Mullen kid, but he stuck through the transition. And then now we've got five commits. It's four-star athlete Aaron Gates, four-star interior offensive lineman Nigeria Harris, three-star athlete Creed Whitmore, who will be playing wide receiver more likely than not, three-star wide receiver Tyree Patterson, and three-star offensive tackle Bryce Lovett. This is the number 30 ranked class right now, according to 24-7. This is a class that will continue to improve and continue to thrive. And Billy Napier, Patrick Tony, William Piegler, Sean Spencer, Kiri Colbert, Corey Raymond, they're all doing their thing, and they're, they're all finding success right now. So it's going to be incredible to watch what happens with this recruiting class. I'm excited for it. I hope y'all are excited for it, especially since you guys were panicking before. But that's it for today. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow, and we will have John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. He'll be on the show with us to talk Florida Gators recruiting and visits coming up. Now make your second listen, Locked On SEC. Chris Gordy of Sports 790 is one of the best hosts on the network. Always entertaining, always informative, consistent, fantastic interviews he has set up. He's a great trash talker in the group chat. It's awesome. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Check out Giants Country on SI.com where you can find my written work there as well. And I will see you all tomorrow.